listener production. Hi, I'm Sasha Barbagat. Welcome to this extra episode of The Briefing. We'll be dropping an additional app into your feed every weekday at 3pm to keep you across everything going on in the world right now. How lovely would it be if every time you went to the airport you were ushered into a free VIP lounge where you could sink into a luxurious armchair, drink champagne and choose from a Neil Perry menu. You could also have a reinvigorating shower in a deluxe bathroom with soft, fluffy towels and know that you'll get priority seating on board and the chance of an upgrade. Well, that's what you get at Qantas Chairman's Lounge, a secret invite-only club to which the vast majority of our federal members of parliament accept free membership. But with mounting public dissatisfaction over the flying kangaroo and in particular the special treatment it seems to get from our government, there are calls for it to end. Today, a survey conducted for nine newspapers reveals 70% of us believe our political leaders should not accept free membership of elite clubs like the Qantas Chairman's Lounge. And that got us thinking about all the other nice gifts and hospitality enjoyed by our pollies and how that might also influence them. So our investigations editor, Claire Weaver, went rifling through Parliament's Register of Interest to find out more. Claire, thanks for joining us on The Briefing. It's no secret that pollies get plenty of perks and they have to declare most of them. But let's start with the Qantas Chairman's Lounge. Given how much it's been in the news lately, what is it and who gets it? Hi, Sasha. So the Qantas Chairman's Lounge is an elite VIP invitation-only club. So no matter how many frequent flyer points you save up, you're not going to be able to get in unless the airline bosses decide you are worthy. Mm -hmm. So it's very luxurious and it makes the regular Qantas club and business class lounges just seem a bit busy and not that special. So full disclosure here, I've actually visited both as a plus one in my previous job, but sadly I'm now relegated to an egg McMuffin on a plastic chair at the terminal food court like everyone else. (laughs) Yeah, like the rest of us. Exactly. So as I explained at the top, showers... Nice food on demand, fancy bubbles. Tell us what else we can kind of get once inside. Yeah. Well, look, first of all, you won't know where it is because it's unmarked. So the entrance is a private door for members only. And the staff know who they are when they walk in. So they can go whisper a personal update if a flight's running late or there's time for another champagne. And then think full bar, an a la carte, Neil Perry menu, armchairs, soft carpets, that luxury bathroom you mentioned with the showers and the fluffy soft towels and Mm. the private suites. The other people you might spot inside there include celebrities, CEOs, industry leaders and professional sports people, some of whom might wear sunglasses inside. And of course, politicians, because to answer the second part of your question, nearly all our politicians accept free membership of the Qantas Chairman's Lounge and Virgin's equivalent, the Beyond Lounge. Mm -hmm. What are the implications of this special treatment from Qantas? It's invite only, mostly involving our politicians, our elected officials. You know, what can we see flow on from that special treatment? Well, look, all this VIP treatment obviously leaves Polly's feeling warm and fuzzy towards Qantas. So it's a soft but powerful lobbying tool. I mean, I felt special after just one visit as a hanger-on, so (laughs) you can only imagine how the Polly's feel. And its natural questions are now being asked about how this cosiness and schmoozing influences government policy on airline issues, especially when these policies benefit Qantas, but not the general public, both as taxpayers and travellers. For example, the government's decision to block Qatar from expanding its international routes in and out of Australia when Qantas opposed it. As we know, that would have pushed down prices for us ordinary travellers. And then there's the $2.7 billion in taxpayer-funded government handouts that Qantas received during COVID but didn't have to pay back despite posting a record profit for the past financial year, plus all the other issues of the airline's pricing and conduct lately. 
all this might leave us wondering, has Qantas been given too much of an easy ride? Mm, it, uh, I've got to admit, it feels that way. When you look at all the nice little things that Qantas hands out to our pollies, let's look at some of the other freebies as well. One that caught my eye was sporting tickets, uh, namely to the FIFA Women's World Cup, which were pretty hard for the normal people of Australia to come by. How many of our politicians accepted seats? So many politicians accepted seats. (laughs) They're popping up everywhere and each day I see more pop up. So if you missed out this year and you want to get tickets to the next World Cup, my advice is make friends with a politician. (laughs) No thanks. Because a lot of pollies, including the Prime Minister, Anthony Albanese, Environment Minister, Tanya Plibersek, Sports Minister, Annika Wells, and Opposition Leader Peter Dutton took free tickets to watch the Matildas and other teams in action. And then some others also got tickets to Wimbledon, the Australian Open, NRL, AFL, Basketball, Netball, Grand Prix, and more. Mm, what else are they getting for free? Well, you could also, if you're not into sport, musicals, operas, ballets, music festivals, and much, much more. And if I tried to give you the full list, I would actually run out of time. But here's a little sprinkle. Okay. So Albo accepted a very nice Shinola watch from US President Joe Biden the other day. I looked them up and they're worth up to $5,400. Very nice. Mm. Um, but he wasn't so keen on a leather compendium given to him by the UK PM, Rishi Sunak. So he surrendered it. So Mr. Sunak clearly needs to up his game. <laughs> As for other jewellery, Chris Bowen got cufflinks from cricketer Pat Commons. Michelle Landry got a rose gold Pandora bracelet. And Julian Lisa got a pearl necklace from Pink City Jewels. Okay. Look, Qantas also dishes out upgrades to our policymakers frequently, but the best upgrade has to go to Bill Shorten, who got bumped up to first class on an Emirates flight. Mm. And that is next level. Mm-hmm. Must be nice, must be nice. And I want to stick with that with overseas trips. So tell me who's taking those, where are they going, and who's actually paying for them? Great question. So this is another fascinating area, junkets and trips. So the mining and resources sector is quite active and seems to take a lot of West Australian MPs on trips especially. And while these are ostensibly educational, they're also staying at lovely accommodation and getting friendly with industry reps. Mm. Billionaire Gina Reinhart's firm Hancock prospecting dips into its pockets for favoured coalition members with Peter Dutton getting flights from Perth to the Pilbara and Queensland to Sydney. Barnaby Joyce received tickets to the swimming championships from Hancock Prospecting and Michael Sukar got treated to the the Australian Open. So not travel, but still Hancock Prospecting. And then another example of travel that kept popping up is a bunch of MPs going to Israel and the United Arab Emirates with the Australia, Israel and Jewish Affairs Council. Um, Again, ostensibly educational, but it's not too much of a stretch to assume it may make you more sympathetic to the cause when you're dealing with Australia's response to conflict in the Middle East. Mm. Um, Similarly, other MPs have accepted trips to Taiwan, China, the US, India, and there's one I didn't expect, which I will quickly mention. Save the Children has taken political delegations on various overseas trips to places like the Solomon Islands, Fiji, Kenya, and Papua New Guinea. I called Save the Children today and confirmed the funding actually comes from the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. But nevertheless, politics is very important to Save the Children, which in turn convinces government to direct aid to those nations and also gets a substantial amount of its annual funding coming from government. Hmm. So we've touched on it with Qantas, but what are some of the other ethical issues that arise from our elected officials getting free stuff? And particularly, like you just mentioned, with charities and things like that, it's all a little bit murky, isn't it? It is. And one of the interesting aspects about this registry is who is giving the gifts to Polly's. So this can range from like a little constituent giving their local member a present to representatives of other nations giving chosen members overseas trips for education or to attend conferences and events. Other repeat givers include alcohol companies companies like Lion Asahi and Diageo, Mm -hmm. the gambling company Tabcorp, consultancy firms, media companies, mining and resources companies, as I've mentioned, sporting bodies, 
Big companies like Lynn Fox and lobbying firms like former Minister Chris Pine's firm Pine & Partners. So the question I expect you're already asking is, are they really buying influence? Yeah. All of which begs another question, should our pollies even be allowed to take these gifts or should they be keeping some of those gift givers at arm's length? Mm. Yeah, and I guess there's an increasing scrutiny of these perks given the cost of living crisis affecting huge chunks of the population as well. Are we seeing that happen? Are we seeing more people interested and more people criticising it? Well, yes and no. Yes, because as we know with the Qantas controversy, there's increasing scrutiny of the perks the airline is giving politicians. But it's mostly media and other politicians who are keeping an eye on this stuff generally and raising it when it's topical, which could well be when it relates to cost of living issues. But most people probably don't know the extent of it, which is why I would encourage anyone to look this stuff up on the internet. You just search for the 47th Parliament's Register of Members' Interests, then click on the politician you're interested in and a PDF of their return will pop up. They get updated quite frequently and the rule is our pollies are obliged to declare their freebies if they're worth more than $750 from an official source or more than $300 from others. Okay, well, we'll have some more data investigators just like you. Claire, thanks for joining us. Thank you. That was my chat with listeners, investigations editor Claire Weaver. And we'd love to hear what you think about the perks of our pollies. Have your say on our latest video on Insta or TikTok. And you can check that out at Listener Newsroom. And that is it for today's episode. Thanks for listening. Tom and the team will be back tomorrow morning at six. Listener.